right, welcome back to another episode of Fast Break Club. The NBA podcast is your boy Samuel. I'm back. I didn't expect to be back, but I'm back. Um, I got with me two people on the show with me for the first time in a very long time. So I got with me first one of the original co-hosts of this show when we first started way back in 2019, I want to say. Our boy Kev. Kev, say what's up to the people. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night to everybody. <laughs> what's good? How's it feel to be back, Kev? Feel good. We here. We here. Let's talk <laughs> basketball, man. Uh, and also with me, a guest that I've had on here very frequently, my boy Cam. Cam, say what's up to the people. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? How y'all doing? All right. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk some NBA hoops, man. I... I got to start here first, because if you've been listening to this show since 2019, and if you follow me on Twitter or like any social media, you know how I felt about these specific basketball players joining up in a specific city in New York. And I I just feel like, you know, now it's time for me to collect. So we have um, Katie and Kyrie. Way back when in 2019, I was not so confident in that move to Brooklyn because I just didn't feel like it had the right leadership, it had the right players, et cetera, et cetera, um, to really make it work long term. I didn't think that Katie or Kyrie were the right leaders to really make it go forward. I didn't think Kyrie was a reliable person because he was, again, coming off these instances where he was injured in Boston a lot and he wasn't a great leader there, et cetera. KD had his whole issues with Golden State. So I had my I had my reasonable doubts. And I was like, you know what? Since they didn't come to New York, they didn't come to the Knicks at least, I was going to make sure that, you know, that I was one of the first people that was going to be like, you know what? I don't think this is going to work. And here we are. What is it? Three years later? Three years to the date that they signed that contract. Kevin Durant asked for a trade. And by by proxy, it's Kyrie's out as well. And here you have a team that had Katie, Kyrie, and James Harden. And in the span of what, like six to seven months, they're about to lose all three. I mean, talk about a collapse that, you know, not many foresaw coming except for Knicks fans like myself. But, you know, here we are. Katie's about to get traded. We don't know where as of right now, as of recording, who knows what happens as we are recording. Um, Kyrie's going to get traded likely as well. And the Nets will be starting a like a slow little, I guess a little restart, a little rebuild. I don't know if they can really rebuild without any draft picks, um, which they gave up in the James Harden deal, which blew up in their face. But I mean, Kev, let's let's get to you, man. You you you're you're a Kevin Durant fan. You um you were on this show when I first made those claims that I wasn't so so sure about them. So how you feel about What's been going on with your boy KD and the whole net situation as a whole? All right. So when it, it, it's been a situation I've been trying to like not say too much about, just reading in to see. Because here's the thing, right? I've been seeing a lot of fake news, a lot of fake news from left and right about this Kevin Durant situation. And, you know, so one thing I want to address, because at first, I don't think much people know this, but. I want to address the first stigma about um, KD wanted to join the first seeds in both conferences, right? <laughs> I want to address that real quick, right? Now, yes, I'm a Kevin Durant fan, and I listen to Kevin Durant speak. I listen to his interviews, some podcasts I do listen to. So 
when I seen the choices, I was not surprised because there's actually a recording of um KD in the pre in the previous podcast actually um stating what teams in the NBA he actually liked, like what arenas he likes playing in. And the arenas he did mention, he definitely mentioned um Phoenix. He said he likes playing in the Phoenix Arena. I don't know, I forgot the name of it. He also mentioned Miami, which is funny. He mentioned he likes playing in Miami in the Amway Center. Not is it the Amway? I think it's Amway. They changed the name to FTX. Okay, yeah. So he he said that he liked playing in Miami. He also said he liked playing in Portland as well. He also said he likes playing in Portland in the video. You can find it online. So that's the first thing I want to address. So I don't think it was a matter of, oh, these are the first. I feel like, of course, the team structure has something to do with it. But it's some, I feel like he also said he likes playing like in those arenas previously. So I don't think it's just something he just came out of nowhere and said, oh, it's the first seed, so that's how I want to go. Feel me? That's one. Two. Now, the second thing I want to address is in this whole situation with Kevin Durant, I wasn't really mad at at KD. I was f- more mad at Kyrie, right? Because mm-hmm. in the situation, it's not that KD doesn't want to play for Brooklyn. We got to realize he came to Brooklyn for Kyrie. Like, he would not be here if Kyrie did not tell him to come here. So... I'm pretty sure he knows that Kyrie is not going to be on the team. And this is the reason why he wants to leave. And I understand that. Now, me as a Nets, me as a Nets fan, being from Brooklyn, you know, I'm not a Knicks fan. I, I am a Nets fan for, you know, the podcast. I'm like, it's, it's like, conf- I, I can't be super mad because at the end of the day, how the whole thing went down for the season, it was weird. And like, I'm not sure how true it is. But I believe like the Nets had a, like an opportunity to pay like a fine to let Kyrie play during the season at one point, and I, like I think I think so. But I think at the same time yeah. they wanted to send a message to him. Yeah, and I feel like that message in the long run hurt the team because that fine was little money. Let's 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 talk about it. That fine was it was you could you could have took that out of his salary. He'd have been okay, honestly. He'd have been fine with the with the fines. But the message I understand at the same time is just like, now nah, look, now nah, look, now nah, you gotta be left with, you know, no Kyrie, no KD. We're gonna see what kind of trade goes on now because the trade's taking forever. And all I'm seeing is a bunch of fake news about a bunch of different, I don't know, a bunch of dumb trades. And I, I don't understand. I, I think like, I think the main teams that you gotta really focus on is like Phoenix and I think Toronto at this point. And the thing is, Phoenix already denied the trade. The Phoenix is like, we're not, we're not sending you Devin Booker. And I understand the Brooklyn Nets completely. Like, I am not trading KD for some doodle. I am not the, the, <laughs> I, I, I am not Orlando Magics, bro. The Orlando Magics gave a Vooch. Okay, Wendell Carter Jr. is playing. Pretty decent. I that. mean, that trade looking good for 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 Orlando right now. I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, I was looking good. So let me not say too much. But like certain trades that went on, I was like, okay, you lost me. I I, I have to think back. I, maybe I remember later on in the podcast. But like, I understand where the Nets is coming from. Like, you want something good for KD. Now, in terms of now talking more Kevin Durant, in terms of his legacy and etc. Now. I just want to see where he goes and what he's going to do. Because I know any team he goes to, for a fact, is, you know, is going to be a contender off the rip. We know this. Well, it kind of depends on how much the team gives up for him. Yeah. Okay, very true. But either way, regardless of the fact, it's Kevin Durant. We know whatever team he goes to. There'll be a playoff team. I'll say that. Playoff team. Off the rip. 
Like, I know the team he's going to go to is not going to be some weak team. He didn't mention low market teams. He mentioned some decent teams. So whatever team it is, you know, if the trade goes through. Now, now I do question if they're going to actually trade him, though. I won't lie because at the end of the day, it's hard to trade for Kevin Durant. And what they're asking for, they're, I'm, I'm hearing they're asking for, like, some heavy players, like... I'm not sure if you guys saw the... I'm not sure it was a rumor. I'm not sure how true it is. I saw a trade in, involving Scott, Scotty Barnes. You saw that? Yeah, they want they want Scotty yeah. Barnes, I think, from Toronto. But and A couple um other players. Like, that that one didn't seem horrible. Like, I see where the Nets was trying to go with it. But now I'm just questioning, like, what is the Nets' plan now? Like, wh- where are they going to go from here? Like, are they going to rebuild? Or are they still trying to be like a playoff? And like, I'm confused to what's going to go on with Kyrie and KD leaving. Those are two big players, you know? And then, like, I mean, when it comes to, like, the Nets and um, the Kyrie Irving situation now, like, are they really going to trade Kyrie Irving for Russell Westbrook? <laughs> it's, looking, it's looking like it. Like, is that, is that really what's going to go down? Is, is, is that what we... Is that what we're gonna do, Mister Um Sean? What's his name? Sean Marks. Sean Marks. Yep. That's I mean, gonna, are we gonna give up Kyrie Irving for Russell Westbrook? Are we truly gonna do that? Like that. <laughs> that. That's. I seen some. I seen that, and then I seen people saying, "Oh, that's why Katie want to leave." And I'm like, <laughs> "That. That's <laughs> funny, right there. Funny enough." But like, I don't. I don't see how you trade those two players. And like, I don't know. I really want to see what's gonna go on. But in Kevin Durant's case, like like I said, I'm not I'm not really upset with his decision to want to leave because he he did say he's here to play with Kyrie, and then they're saying how they won't mind playing together on a different team. Now that trade will be very disgusting. A trade where you put Kyrie and Katie together in a trade, like you do you know what you have to give up. You have to sell your soul for that trade. <laughs> you literally gonna have to sell your soul. You're gonna have to say, okay, um, we're gonna give up our entire future. For these two iffy people who just left another team together, you know, we have to give it right. You know, it's a big skill. risk. It's a big risk. To, come on, these are probably the two most skilled players to ever play the, in the NBA together, ever. We took when we took in pure skill. We took like no weaknesses in their offense. Like, well, I wouldn't go that far after now, the Boston if, series, but okay, you can say you can say that <laughs> you can say that all you want. That's that. That's one series right now. I, I haven't been on a podcast to, to defend him during that series. I can't defend him too much. Like I said, I, all I would say is, all I, all I would say is the Nets roster was really not set up for that series at all. Right? Yeah, they weren't, I mean, I, but you know, they, that's, that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, that's another day. You know, that's another day. But like Cam, I said, like, yo. yes, I want to hear, hear from somebody else about Cam, this. How, how you feel about this? Because your team was listed as one of the teams that Kevin Durant would like to go to as the Miami Heat, as you are a Miami Heat fan. Um, so how are you feeling about this whole situation from like a Miami Heat fan perspective, as well as just like an NBA fan perspective in terms of just like seeing how this team with three top like 20 players, or at least James Harden was perceived to be a top 20 player before. Um, yeah. And like how it all crumbled in like within this short period of time. Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy just to think that even with Kyrie, well, think about it last year when they when they was playing the Bucks in the, in the conference or semifinals, KD was literally uh like two inches, you know, from you know sending that game or sending to a conference final. So who knows what would happen if that would have never happened if he would have you know uh, made that three instead of a two. So just to see how like these little things add up, and then 
Harden finally basically quitting on the team and just giving up. And now, of course, the whole Kyrie situation. I just looked it up. It would have been ninety three k to pay uh, for him to play this season too, uh, with you know with the, the fines and all that. Mm, so just okay. to see how how the the crazy reaction was when they signed three years ago with with DeAndre Jordan, who's cooked now, and then for them to leverage themselves to leverage Karis LeVert and all the other assets that they had and traded all the assets for James Harden just for them to play like barely a full season with them. And now they're at, th- at this point where, you know, Durant is asking for a trade and Kyrie's asking for a trade. And when they, when they re- well, he's about to get traded maybe, but it's, it's just crazy to see. But as a Heat fan, I'm excited because, you know, I want Kevin Durant on my team. Who doesn't want KD on their team? But at the same time, like, I don't think we have enough to get Kevin Durant, you know, even though, you know, the Nets, they're, they're in a bad position. At, at this point, they have no leverage in any trade talks. The only leverage is that we have Kevin Durant and he's under contract. So we don't, we don't got to trade him at all. We can just you mm-hmm. know, run it out, ride it out. And I don't think that Katie, he's the type of guy to like sit out a season like a Kawhi Leonard or, Mm-mm. you know, these other guys would. Mm-hmm. So as a Heat fan, I would like to see us trade for Katie, but like, you know, like we said, we don't have enough assets even though Pat Riley's a godfather of this basketball stuff, whatever you want to call him, I still don't think we have enough. We would have to put Bam into a trade and have to bring back Ben Simmons, and I'm not too, you know, I'm not too excited about that. So as a basketball fan, I can't really blame KD, but at the same time, it's like, dang, this is another situation where you kind of you, you run it from it. You know, I can see if KD was on a decline and he was like, you know out of his prime and he was, you know, just trying to chase championships and try to, you know, extend his career. But at this point, he's in year 16, but, you know, as he's like these other guys like LeBron in year 16, you know, he's at the top of his game. I don't think that KD is outside of the top five if you rank players in the NBA. So for him to be leaving the situation is kind of crazy. But at the same time, I understand it, you know, but I think that Kyrie Irving was kind of like the the catalyst to this organization or this trio or now duo you know, falling apart. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy, man. And you see what, what Minnesota offered them. They, well, they, the Brooklyn is trying they, to offer. They, they well, asked Minnesota well, for a second. Yeah. 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 yeah Sean Marks is, is on yeah. some drugs. Quick man. question that. So yeah, the so. trade that involved cat and Anthony Edwards was, was, was true. That wasn't fake news. Yes. That was a real report. That, that was a real request from Sean Marks. Yes. Yes. Okay. So now I okay. So now it's confirmed because I shared yeah. this earlier and I said I think this is the reason Kevin Durant wants to leave. This man is an idiot. <laughs> now Sean Marks, Sean Marks, he was he he was smart in his like being able to rebuild the team, but like he has no control over this team at all whatsoever. This is this is yeah. exactly why Kevin Durant and Kyrie chose this team because they knew they could come in here and they could strong arm whoever was in charge to do whatever yes. they wanted. Yeah. As soon as they, they got, got here. As soon as they got here, they 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 were able to do whatever they wanted. They fired the coach. They didn't care for Kenny Atkinson's culture, all that bullshit that they said. They didn't care for that shit, man. That was all bullshit. They came <laughs> here. They got rid of Kenny Atkinson. They got whoever they wanted to be the coach because they knew it wasn't going to be a dude that's going to be able to control them. Steve Nash can't do shit as a coach, man. We all know this. Um, and what and you call he, it? Kyrie even said it. Kyrie was like, you know, we, we don't, don't need we a don't, coach. Yeah, we don't need a coach. We, we, we don't all need the a coach. Content. Come on, man. Yeah. So yeah, all that was was little Easter yeah. eggs. And then and then when they traded for James Harden, I mean, they base they were the ones that basically made that deal. Like they talked with James Harden before the season, even before he, he was like 
requested the trade from Houston. They talked with him, all that stuff. They knew what they were doing when they chose the Brooklyn Nets. They knew if they came to New York, to the Knicks, James Dolan was not going to let players run his organization. Like we all know who J- how James Dolan is. So that's why he chose, that's why they chose the Nets. And we're seeing now, like you can't like pl- player empowerment is good, but to a certain degree, it becomes way too much. Toxic. And this is like, I think this is the breaking point that is going to lead to some nasty CBA negotiations the next time they have um, their, their co- collective bargaining agreement um, talks. And I think we're going to be in for a nasty lockout next time because yes, Kyrie and Ben Simmons and this whole net situation just like pushed the needle way too far. Kawhi Leonard too. People forget that, you know, they, they kind of forgive Kawhi. But he played nine games for the Spurs, and there was nothing medically wrong with him, technically. Well, we didn't know. They never released any information, and he strong mm-hmm. armed his way out of, out of, you know, out of San Antonio. And that San Antonio trade, you see what players are getting traded for now. Like Rudy Gobert is getting four or five first-round picks. And DeJounte Murray is you just, getting three you just, four You just gave picks. me an excellent transition to our next topic because I do want to get away from the Nets talk because yeah. the Nets talk is kind of – the Nets talk is, like, really kind of stalled right now because – First of all, there's no bidding war for KD. No team doesn't Mm -hmm. want to gut whatever assets that they have left for him at this point. And it's also due to the Rudy Gobert trade. I think that trade really kind of really messed up the market for any future trades for any superstars at this point. Also, also I want to um, acknowledge before we stop talking about it, how no team in the NBA is really interested in Kyrie Irving. Like, yeah, it's only the Lakers. You see that? Like that that shows that just shows what's really going on. Like to the point where someone as talented as him is not wanted on I thought someone like the Warriors were like, yeah, we want Kyrie, you know? Cause the Warriors don't care. They will take anybody, any any of feel me? At this point. But no, like the Lakers just, you know, they just want to get Russell Westbrook out of there. Really yeah, they just want Westbrook gone. And the only they way that's gonna get happening they, is with Kyrie and now. If Mr. Sean Marks rather have Russell Westbrook on his team, then you know, I'm not. Being, I'm, I don't know if I could be a Nets fan anymore supporting this idiot. Because expiring after the, after the trade today, he's like, you, you, you're you're going crazy. You, what do you mean, Cat and Anthony Edwards? <laughs> now and I'm, four first round picks and f- not even, my thing is four four first not even not even and, two and, four and that's why that's why I want to bring up the Rudy Gobert trade because that was, trade yes. really messed up the market i mean five first round picks and a pick swap wow and five players basically for for one guy rudy gobert i know rudy gobert's resume defensively is amazing three-time defensive player of the year couple all-stars all defense teams all that good stuff but my god that is such a like that's a historic haul and like We've never seen like a player get traded for that much, and then here comes Kevin Durant asking for a trade like the day after, and then that happens. It's just like the Nets now are going to be like, okay, this is what Rudy Gobert got. Kevin Durant's way better than Rudy Gobert, so we're going to ask for way more than what Rudy Gobert got. And I mean, that's just not going to happen because no team is really going to really want to gut their team for this. But bringing it back to the Rudy Gobert trade, I did think this was interesting because. At first, I thought that the um, I thought the Timberwolves were going to trade or do like a sign and trade for um, DeAndre Ayton because they said they wanted a center to play next to 
Carl Anthony Towns because they thought Carl Anthony Towns was better suited as a power forward. I mean, we kind of saw it throughout the playoffs, um, even throughout the regular season sometimes. You know, Cat is just not where he should be defensively for a center. So having someone else play center next to him would probably be beneficial to at least provide that rim protection. But the Grizz, the, I mean, the Timberwolves went like all the way into left field and went for Rudy Gobert, who I didn't think was really all the way available. But hearing some of the rumblings out of Utah's camp, I mean, throughout the last couple of years with the whole Donovan Mitchell situation, and it seemed more likely that they were going to stick with Donovan instead of Rudy, just based on like age alone and like timeline. Um, I just thought it was very interesting that that's the route that Minnesota went. I think Minnesota will definitely be one of those um, top five teams in the West next year. I think Rudy Gobert um, is able to provide that defense that um, the Timberwolves definitely missed down low in the paint. Um, as for Utah, I think this was just a way for them to clear off big money. Most of the salaries that they took back from Minnesota are going to be expiring in a year or two, so they won't be taking on any long-term salary. Um, and they got five draft picks, so like, there's that as well. I mean, they're not going to be probably as good as like they would want them to be, but I mean, five draft picks is a, is a lot. five first-round picks is a lot, and. You could do a lot with that in terms of trades, et cetera. So I just thought it was interesting for both teams. We'll see how they both fare out during the regular season. Um, Cam, how'd you feel about this how the, about this trade? Uh like I, like you said, the haul was was ridiculous. Like when you look at the last few trades for superstars, it's like on par with the the Anthony Davis haul. Of course, the, the the level of talent, you know, like a Brandon Ingram for a Jared Vanderbilt, you know, you look at those players, it's not equal, but just from the, the pick standpoint and the the quality of players that they got is crazy. I think that it's a it benefits Minnesota because, like you said, Cat is not he's not a five. You know, like he's he is seven foot, but he doesn't play like a five. His he's best suited, you know, stretching the floor on offense and kind of roaming on defense more so. But I think that with Minnesota and and Gobert, I think that Gobert can also play like a free safety role, even though he's really like a you know a Run protecting center, I think they'll be better suited, kind of you know defending just space, you know, because he's so large and he's so big and he covers so much ground. I don't think that the drop coverage is going to work in Minnesota. I don't think that they didn't have any perimeter defenders in Utah to do it. They kind of gutted their perimeter defenders in, in Minnesota, but I think they would mm-hmm. better suited playing alongside more size and you know more. Legit defenders in Minnesota with you know Anthony Edwards, D'Lo uh, D- was actually pretty decent uh, off ball defender this year. So I think that the the personnel around him fits his skill set more, and I think that you know he'll be great in Minnesota as well. I don't think that Minnesota is going to be like a contender really. I think they'll be around the same as what they were this year, maybe like a seventh or sixth seed. I don't think that made too much noise, but I don't think that it moved the needle. You know, for the 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 amount that he got traded for but i do think that it's a benefit it'll benefit Ant edwards going in the future too because it's like you know he has more high level talent around him and he can you know develop a little more so i do think it, it benefits minnesota a lot but at, at the end of the day the west is so stacked that you know where, where they're gonna go yeah kev how'd you feel about this trade so um in my opinion i'm gonna begin with um so mr um Utah was it? Yeah. So Utah, I, I think they you know, speak up a little bit. 
<clears throat> so in, in the mass in the midst of the trade, I don't think Rudy Gobert was worth any of that. Like that that was <laughs> first of all, you gave a Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt was actually a good defender, mm-hmm. good rebounder for them. You know, did small things. He's gonna be good for any team he goes to. Vanderbilt was a good player, actually. I'm I'm high on Vanderbilt. Um Patrick Bev, he, he had a great season. Any team he goes to is going to benefit off, off the morale alone and his energy, et cetera. So Utah, well, I heard they're going to get rid of him. So I really want to see what happens. I actually, let me, I want, I'm going to say, I want to see Pat Bev go to Miami. But besides that, back to the trade. Um, now, Colbert on that team, I would not say makes them a automatic like, top five contender to begin with. First of all, I got to see where KD goes. That's number one. True. Where KD goes is going to change the entire NBA off the rip. Whatever team he goes to, I believe will be considered a top five contender. And the championship odds are going to jump. And also as, as well as um with Kyrie too. Because if Kyrie really goes to the Lakers now, that's... I, I don't know what's going to happen with him, AD, and LeBron. That's going to be a pretty... You know, that's going to be pretty nasty to see as well. So... um. Those two trades, I feel like we got to see what happens if if those trades go through at all. If they trade anybody, I feel like I feel like Kyrie will get traded and Katie probably won't because you know after this, after, I I agree with you, Samuel. I feel like this Gobert trade changed the whole playing field on how trades are going to work moving forward. Because first of all, Rudy Gobert had a career season. I understand he averaged what he averaged fifteen and fifteen. Yeah, basically averaged fifteen and fifteen this season, which is cool, you know. Um, can't shoot threes, doesn't play with the new NBA, but still effective in his own way. But I feel like in the playoffs, they've shown how much of a liability he could be. Well, I think that was also due to like the personnel on Utah. Yeah, they had no permanent defenders to stop anybody. So he was kind of getting flurried. He was the last line of defense, so they had he had no choice but to like do whatever he, he could. Was, but he was fighting. I do I do understand where you're coming from, Kev. Yes, yeah, it's not like for the player of his stature now, f- four first round picks is 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 that what we're gonna do? That's a lot of picks, bro. Like f- first round, not even like you know first round. Like I think that you said a, a, a pick swap and all. Like five, that's a yeah, lot. Of- it was it was essentially five first round picks because like the pick that they the pick that Minnesota picked this year they sent him as well, so it counts as like a first as well. So that's wow. like five first round picks, yeah, and a for pick Rudy swap. Gobert. And then Vanderbilt and Pat Bev and like that's and that's, Beasley, they robbed them. <laughs> Trader <laughs> Danny, I feel like they robbed them because here's the thing, right? The reason why I never like trades like this for one player, because if he gets injured, your what's depth, next? Your depth is shot. Not only your your future is already shot. You just literally traded f- four, like. What four four first round round pick? Come on, bro. Four yeah. of them? Not not even two. I, I would have said two. Two would have been okay to me. Two would have been okay. But four of them, like if Gobert literally goes down, you're just like, okay, we lost Vanderbilt, we lost Pat Bev. Now I'm not gonna. I don't want to wish bad on anybody. Feel me? But anything is mm. possible in the NBA, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, all of you're that speaking for one, Like at least I feel like Rudy Gobert and somebody else sh- should have been traded from that team. They should have took somebody else. At least, at least take Royce that um went to the Nets. Feel me? Even that, Royce, something that Royce, that Royce trade is hilarious because <laughs> going back to the Nets really briefly is. I don't know if anyone really knows this. 
it was it was a funny thing that I saw. It it was basically the um Kevin Durant went to Joe Sy, the owner of the Nets, with the trade request. But I guess the owner never communicated with Sean Marks that they were going that that's what was was happening. So they did, they ended up sending away a first round pick for Royce O'Neal because they thought they were going to be like with Kevin Durant and Kyrie contending again, which is hilarious. Which shows the inepotence of um of the the, the Nets front office. Yeah, the franchise is just going to shit. <laughs> But yeah, any, but anyways, getting back to the um Gobert trade, I think I think we we pretty much said our piece on it, right? Yeah. Um the Utah Jazz robbed Minnesota. Minnesota, your GM needs to like, you know, get to, somebody needs to talk to him. Somebody needs to pull him aside and say, yo, bro. Yeah, Edwards too. Forgot about Kessler. He can replace well not replace Gobert, but he's basically another drop coverage seven footer they can. Oh, Walker Kessler, right yeah. Now. He's he's yeah, he's Kessler, yeah. He's, so, he's, so like, he's he's pretty raw, but I don't know if they're gonna throw him into the fire like that. I mean, they got no one else to be honest. But I mean, right, yeah, Ooh, yeah, who's gonna play? Come uh, on, though, man. Eric Pascal or whatever. Van, Van, right White side. They're, they're gonna play White side. I don't even know if he resigned because he's still yeah, a free he needs, agent. He needs to go to the Guangdong Tigers. Yeah, White side's a joke. We we know White side though. He's a joke. Like, is that if that's what they're relying on? Like. Yeah, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a bad it's gonna be a bad it's gonna be a weird season for Utah because I mean the 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 whole time that we've known this Donovan Mitchell um team has been with Rudy Gobert down low in the paint holding on the defense so it's gonna be very weird to see what they do defensively I know a lot of these teams are not done because again this Rudy Gobert trade shifted the market so bad that this is why the Kevin Durant trade is on hold. And that's why the whole league is on hold. Like the only thing that's been getting announced these last couple of days is just like veteran minimum signings that like teams are signing and rookies. Exactly. So it's like, nothing's really getting reported right now. No one's really signing. That's like of significance. You know, we still got a whole bunch of situations like miles bridges who, I don't even want to get into his situation because it's just such a nasty situation with him right now. He's who knows where he's going to end up signing. DeAndre Ayton, he's still a restricted free agent. Who knows where he ends up in a signing trade, et cetera. Andres so, Harrow. Exactly. There's so many pieces that are still out there that have not been decided yet. And I think it's really all hinging on this Kevin Durant trade, which won't happen because Rudy Gobert shifted the market so much. So, while we're waiting for those other trades to happen, we still got some other trades that we do need to discuss as well as some extensions. Um, the Malcolm Brogdon trade. This was a very interesting trade. So we had the Boston Celtics trade a good amount of nothing, basically. I mean, they gave up Daniel Tice, Aaron Neesmith, um, and like a bunch of like guys that were at the end of their bench. And I think a first for um, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, Brogdon's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Um, but Brogdon's also a player that's also in street clothes more than he is in his regular uniform. So, I mean, when you're talking about like a player having an impact for a team, I just don't know how I can really gauge this trade for the Boston Celtics until I see how consistently on the court is Malcolm Brogdon. Because the last couple of years, he's had like foot issues, hamstring issues, etc. And he's just never been on the court consistently enough to see where like his value is at. Like he's a good solid point guard, a, a, a solid floor general, all that good stuff. But I just don't know how much he adds to this Boston team if he's going to be on the bench more than he is on the court. So, um, Kev, how do you feel about this trade? 
I saw the trade. Um, Boston's making moves. That's that's number one. Boston mm-hmm. is making moves. Now, in terms of Brogdon, I've never been high on Brogdon. Now, <clears throat> from his rookie class, like the fact that he got rookie of the year, did he average like 10 points? Yeah, but like that was a weird year because like that was, was that oh, the Ben Simmons he got year? hurt. Ben Simmons was was out. Like it was a weird year. Yeah, that was yeah. such a weird year. But Brogdon is a solid player, right? I ain't gonna lie. Um, mm-hmm. Now, what I will say, what I will say, I feel like in the NBA, in terms of money and stuff, it really plays a big part because I feel like certain teams really have way better. Um, what's the word? Not training staffs. Um, the people take care of injuries. Medical, medical staff? staff? Yeah, I feel like right. they, they, I feel like they really have some teams really have way better medical staffs than oh, for um, sure. other teams. Because I feel like, for example, Celtics, did you see how often they were getting injured and coming back? That like for the whole playoffs? <sighs> like Marcus yeah, Smart got injured, Marcus came Smart, back. Jason came Tatum, back. Tatum, Tatum got injured, came back. Robert Williams injured. MTL and was back in a month. Like, <laughs> come on. Like Come on. So I feel like in terms of medical staff, now I feel like this is going to be a big jump for Brogdon because clearly they got some type of, I don't know what kind of doctor they have in there. I think he's doing voodoo or something because he, he got people coming back from MCL injuries and jumping and playing a whole 30 minutes of play a whole month later. That's that's crazy. You don't hear that too often. Feel me? So I feel like in terms of Brogdon's career for injuries and stuff, this might be a boost for him. If he actually plays now, I want to see... Now, here's the thing I want to address about this, right? Y'all saw what Marcus Smart said. Yeah. Yeah. So, right after he says that, like, that's what we hear. It's just like, wow. They go and get a point. Guys, like, I don't know how Marcus Smart feels about it now. It was kind of funny to me. It's like, yeah, they just went got Brogdon, bro. So, what is he going to play at the two? Like, I don't know if he still starts. I don't know if Brogdon... That's if Brogdon is healthy. Let's hope Brogdon is healthy. Like, I just want to see how the line's going to work. I think, ups- I, I think, mm-hmm. I think actually I saw a report right after the trade that the Celtics see him as, like, more of a six-man. I think yeah, they're going to keep, yeah. keep smart as the starter, I think, so... You know what? That's calm as well. That's very calm. I know Brogdon, he should shine in our role, so... Because they, they had Dennis Shorter, they lost him. He, I feel like he would have been a good six-man, too, but, you know... No go talk with Mr. Mr. Dennis. Um, didn't the Celtics get somebody else? If I'm mistaken, um, not to They're my knowledge. They're trying to get Gallinari. They're trying to get Gallinari. Oh, they did get Gallinari. But Gallinari, it's not right? Official yet? Yeah. We're not official. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cause I saw that. I was like, okay, that's actually a good move, especially for the playoffs. Gallinari is a big playoff play um player for sure. Like he he's one of those veterans that just shows up randomly when you need him to. So. I want to see how yeah, that good works. shooter. It allows them to space the floor more with definitely um, they lineups. Definitely, um, Dice is gone again. They just be treating out Dice. I feel bad for Dice. They, they, <laughs> they just be picking him up and say, "Okay, um, Dice, you're gonna be here for a season. Then we're gonna trade you again, and then you can come back again next season. They're gonna trade you once again for somebody else." You know, it's gonna be but, so sick if if Daniel Tice gets a buyout and come back to Boston. It's gonna be he, sick if he comes back to Boston. I, I ain't gonna lie. At this point, Mister Dice, just don't go back there. They don't like you. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't I think, like the thing was that with Dice is like he be useless in the playoffs. Like they did put him in for like two minutes one time, and they whole lead disappeared, and I was weak because like yes. he just be getting, he just be getting treached out by the team. That's what I'm saying. Like like on, on the Rockets, he was he was okay because they were so bad, I guess. But like. He when he's on an this, actual team and he got to do something, like, it's like he's yeah. not really a value. So 
it because I was just like, wow. God um, bless him. He's making saw, bread. So that's what you know. What Mr. Thice, you're getting money. You're definitely getting money. So shout out to you. You're getting your money. But like, I feel bad. It's like, it's I hope you're not buying houses. I hope you don't own any houses where you go because <laughs> they, they don't like you. Don't stay anywhere. Like they keep they treat him like Ish Smith right now. Like I feel bad. <laughs> like they, the, the, the the German Ish Smith. <laughs> that's that's I guess so. But like the thing is, he <laughs> left the Celtics and came back, and then they traded him again. It's like <laughs> it's, it's, him it's, alone. It's, it's, the thing is, is his contract is really like it's easy to put in a trade. Mm-hmm. So like. Just him, like, like players like him and Pat Bev, like people keep making fun of Pat Bev because like every offseason he get traded. But like Pat Bev contract is one of the best contracts to have in the league because it's so easy to move if you need to put it in a trade. So yeah, it's like those contracts like that, dudes like that with those type of contracts, they got to make sure they rent in places. Like you can't be owning anything because his real his realtor is making money. <laughs> Facts. His, his realtor is good. Um, but Cam, how'd you feel about this um this Boston trade this this Brogdon trade? Uh, I like it. I like it in theory because it's like if if he stays healthy, then they have one of the most versatile defensive lineups in the league. You know, like you can put out Marcus Smart, Brogdon, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, or uh Robert Williams, or you can go you know bigger and you can put you know Brogdon at the one, and if Marcus Smart is hurt or something, then you go Horford and Williams. So I feel like. He's he's a steady player that they need because Marcus Smart was so up and down sometimes that you know you would see Marcus and he'll be doing his point guard thing and he'll have 18 points and seven assists and three steals and he'll be doing his thing but then another game he'll be like two for 14 from three and he'll realize that he's he, he forgets that okay I'm playing with Jason Tatum with Jalen Brown I'm not the best player on the court right now so I feel like Mark, uh, Brogdon is gonna come and you know steady that offense. Uh, defensively, they'll be solid, but really, is he'll he'll be great on offense because you know he can mediate between Tatum and Brown. It's like all right, he can he can get a he get a bucket too. So mm-hmm. I think that it's it's gonna be really good going forward because he's a bigger guard instead of you know if he if Marcus Smart get in foul trouble, now you have Brogdon instead of Peyton Pritchard. You know what I'm saying? So he's a big yeah. big six five guard. He can shoot it. He can handle it. He can finish, you know. So I think that it, it'll be great if he can stay on the floor. You know, if he can't stay on the floor, then and it's good because Boston literally traded all the players that they don't play anyway. So they, you can literally get another Nick Stauskas and Daniel Tau, uh, Daniel uh, Tice in free agency for pennies on the dollar. So they basically traded nothing for you know a, a pretty good player. So it's 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 good if he can stay on the floor, but that's what is it's pending on his health. Yep, all depends on the health with a guy like Brogdon, and you know, hopefully, like Kev was alluding to, you know that 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 Boston medical staff is working wonders over there. They can help Malcolm Brogdon out, right? Um, let's let's move on to another trade. One of the earliest trades that happened this off season, um, the Jante Murray trade. So, the Jante Murray trade that that whole trade saga was very interesting because. You had the Knicks that were just randomly thrown into there because, like, it's the Knicks and they're always thrown into every trade rumor. Um, Even though we were linked to Jalen Brunson from, like, the minute they missed out on Jaden Ivey in the draft. But, you know, they had to include um, the Knicks in somewhere. Um, Yeah. Um, So, yeah, they – it was rumored that the Timberwolves and the Hawks – were um in talks with um the Spurs because the Spurs they want to tank next year apparently. Um 
But yeah, they ended up striking a deal with the Hawks. It was DeJounte Murray for Delano Ganari and I think like three first round picks, I want to say, and a pick swap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it was it was funny to see that 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 haul because it was basically it was just basically a bunch of picks um because they ended up waving Gallinari who we spoke about is going to be on his way to the Boston Celtics but yeah it was very interesting to see this trade happen i mean um i like the pairing of DeJounte and Trey a little bit um it's going to be interesting to see how much Trey plays off ball a lot of people saying it won't be an issue for him, but we'll see. I mean, he's a player that likes to have the ball in his hands. He's just he's a smaller guard. We've never really seen him play off ball that much on the Hawks, and maybe that's due to them not ever ever having a guard like Dejounte before. But yeah, I mean, it gives them a, a big defensive guard. They weren't able. They didn't have to give up any of their main core. They ended up trading Kevin Herter. Funny enough to the Kings for, I think, like, Mo Harkless and Justin yeah. Holiday. Got some so, bigger wings back. To, yep, so they got some bigger wings. They're trying to, like, I guess, focus more on the defense, and they feel like Trey will be enough mm. for the offense. So we'll, we'll see what happens with the Hawks there. I I, the I, I think that, that backcourt will be a very interesting thing to analyze this, this coming season. That's th- That backcourt is – I ain't see it coming. I ain't going to lie to you. I don't yeah. think anyone saw it coming because like I, I no one thought the Spurs were gonna want to tank next year. But yeah, yeah. And even if, even if he got traded, you know, Johnson Murray is being petty on Twitter and stuff, posting like a whole bunch of stuff. But I didn't think they would. He would go to the Hawks though. I thought it would be anywhere else but the Hawks. I thought if anybody was gonna get traded from the Hawks, it would be John Collins. But mm-hmm. you know, I didn't I think that you know Murray would be traded. But I think it's a good trade because. You see how the the way teams have played Trey Young in the past, and they haven't had anybody to offset that. So when Trey Young is in the pick and roll or whatever, and they just trap him, now you're throwing the ball to Kevin Herter or DeAndre Hunter or Bogdanovich, who aren't playing. Herter got traded, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in yeah, the, in, in the past. Oh, in the past. But, yeah, yeah. But now if if you double Trey in the pick and roll, and now you swing it to Dejounte Murray. Of course, he's not, a, he's not a knockdown three-point shooter, but he did average nine assists, ten assists last year. So he's yeah. he's an, another great playmaker that can offset Trey Young. So even if Trey Young is, you know, there, he's seen a lot of traps, you know, you know, double teams and whatnot. You can put Dejounte on ball; he can still get a bucket. He can still create. And Trey is a good enough shooter to, you know, give him that space as well. So I think it's good. And of course, defensively, Trey Young is. The worst defender in the NBA, but now instead of having having him, you know, flanked by Kevin Herter or Bogdanovich or DeLon Wright, you have DeJounte Murray, who was a legit all-star last year. And, who, who, you know, we'll see what they do with John Collins. But, you know, as they're constructed right now, uh, like, like you, you just mentioned, Justin Holiday and, and, and Mo Harkless, who are, you know, three and D wings who can defend and who can shoot the three and you know, not get cooked on defense as often as those other guys was. So I think it's a good trade now uh, until, you know, we see what happens with John Collins. So, um, In terms of this trade, um, in my opinion, uh, when I first heard of it, like I said, it was surprising. But then I thought of it and then I seen what I seen from it is give Trey a break. Feel me? Because 
I feel like the Hawks offense went to shit when Trey sat out. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like once he sits down, just like, okay, um, who's who's gonna make plays now? Mr. Delon, right? Or you know, so I feel like their backup point guards were not the best. Delon, don't don't get me wrong, he's decent, but you know, not 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 the best, like I said. Now I feel like all I seen from this trade in my eyes was like a Stephen Curry thing. Like now Trey can do his Stephen Curry thing. He could run around the court now. He could go off the ball while the or now now Trey could get a rest. I feel like Trey's plays a lot of minutes. That, that too, he could finally get a rest. Or even when he's getting picked on defensively, now they can afford to, you know, take him out. If they got to go t- put in the def- defensive lineup now, they got Harkless there now, they got other defenders there now, you know? So now this this changes the team f- for the most part. I think, I feel like John Collins still might get traded though. I want to see yeah. what happens. I think it's like, again, like the KD shit is just holding up mad shit right now. So I think a whole bunch of players are looking to get traded still. Mm-hmm. Like a John Collins, but it's just not gonna happen right now. Well, yeah. What would be cool if, like, if the Nets and the Hawks would do a trade with Murray or something like that? That would be pretty cool too to see, like, Trey and KD, you know, landed. That would be cool, but and uh, I, I doubt it. They probably want to try the new lineup. I don't know how much teams. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought up KD just now because what's funny to me is the day right before KD asked for the trade is the day that the Hawks did that trade. And they probably would have had one of the better packages to send to the Nets for Kevin mm-hmm. Durant with all those picks that they sent to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. They probably would have had one of the top packages. For a fact. But they, and a, a pairing of KD and Trey is a way better pairing than Trey and DeJounte. Like, for sure. By far. For sure. So it, I found that I was I was hysterical when I saw the KD trade um, request happen like the day after they did that trade because Hawks fans was clowning the Knicks like all day that day. That we didn't get DeJounte, but like many Knicks fans didn't even want DeJounte. So it was just funny because they they missed out on KD right after that. Yeah. They, yeah. Count, they could have sent Hunter and Picks plus Herder. Herder was on the team. And Collins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting my Collins. That would have been a good little package million. right there for them. And like yeah. three first and a swap. Yeah, that'd have been, that would have been a solid package to send to the Nets for, for Katie. Sure. And I mean, not many other teams could really top that package value-wise, but yeah. yeah. That's why I really want to see how the Lakers going to do this for Kyrie Irving. I want to see how how does that even match up? Because Russell Westbrook's salary alone is heavy. They just resigned him for more money, if I'm not mistaken. So Who, Russell like, Westbrook? Nah, he, he, just, he just accepted his, um, his player option, yeah. which was like yeah, 47... Yeah. Point five million. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money right there. So like, yep. see, I want to see how the Lakers deal with that because now it's a bunch of mixed messages. It's oh we're trading Westbrook and then it's oh we're not trading Westbrook. Then they get a new coach. The coach is like oh no Westbrook one of the best players of all time. And then you know so it's like then Kyrie wants to leave and then, oh you know now Westbrook might leave. So it's a bunch of a bunch of run around. Can't wait to see how it ends up. Like I said, I really hope in the long run that KD gets stuck for in Brooklyn. <laughs> I really hope that happens. Maybe he might do like a mid-season trade or something. We'll see. Could but could happen. I feel like that might happen. I, I, I don't think for sure that both Kyrie and KD will be on a roster to start the season. I feel like probably one of them will. And I really doubt it's Kyrie because Kyrie, I feel like he's a more toxic one. I feel like Kyrie will be the one that's toxic to the lock, locker room if he stays, you know, compared to if KD. He, if anything, if anybody gets traded, it's going to be Kyrie because his contract is more tradable. And it's like... Mm-hmm. Who really wants to trade Kevin Durant? Like, 
at the end of the day, the Nets, like, they still have the ability, like I said earlier, he's under contract. So, and for four years, too. So, it's like, you're, like, you either going to just sit at home or you're going to play. Like, you're 34, but, like, you don't, he's not 26, 27 where he has the luxury to sit out a year. Like, you got a few years left. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, if yeah, anybody's going to get traded, it's going to be Kyrie. And yep. I feel like that's what that's one of the things that make these trades hard. Cause I feel like they realize like Katie has like you know, not not say limited. Cause I feel like he'll be great for his entire career. I don't think there's gonna be any point where he averages less than twenty in his career, like ever. So that's one. But like it's just like you know he's still injury prone. He's not the same. I don't. I'm, let me not even say that because he he he's still Kevin Durant at the end of the day. I feel like the Bucks series from last year proved that off the injury he's still Kevin Durant. But like. In terms of injury and stuff, you know, you just put that into like you got to watch how that works. Like, are you gonna mm-hmm. trade your future for that? Yeah, because yeah. he hasn't played the, any full seasons since he's been with, with with the Nets. I think he played like forty something this year, or fifty something this year, and last year he got hurt again too. So it's like he he's he's been out the like last February and March of you know the last two for the seasons. last two seasons of our year for a fact because yeah. I definitely had him in fantasy and well, he definitely three. did not play yeah, he, for he the whole February and like March. <laughs> For a long time, so yes, definitely that. So like, I, that's that's just one thing that I think every team is probably looking at. And in terms of Kyrie, we just know they just they don't know what to do with that man. They're just like, okay, um, if he comes, are we sure he's gonna play? Is he gonna like take breaks randomly? Kyrie yeah. wanna do it itself. Hey, is he gonna take breaks? Like, I ain't gonna lie. Despite everything, like there is a lot of Kyrie hate, but like we gotta be honest. Like some of it is actually deserved. You know, like. The man literally took a week off and said nothing to the team. Then they see him Dougie in, in his sister's party. He's like, <laughs> he's like, what do you what do you say as a cause my thing is, all right. Now if if you're doing like a, a regular job, like if you're doing like a like a nine to five or something, or like a salary job, then I understand. Like you go outside, you go have your fun, you know, you go disappearing. You're, bro, you're getting paid millions of dollars. You you have, you have a job that millions of people are like they want to have like people wake up every day and literally go to the park and kill themselves almost kill themselves to play basketball just to be where you're at and you're just taking random time off doing doing whatever you want feel me so it's like yeah you got to understand where these nba teams are coming from and it's just like yeah so that's why i'm really interested to see what's going to become of the brooklyn nets and this Kyrie Irving trade and etc feel me all right let's get into some extensions man because this league yes. this league this league is yes. this league is funny man this league is funny so if if you was watching on YouTube when I went live on the Strickland's YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe to the Strickland's YouTube channel. Link will be in the show notes. Um, Nick's Nick's on Nick's Nick's fan run website, all that good stuff. Um, we was we were live, you know, during free agency, and we were just reacting to not only Nick signings but all free agent signings and extensions, all that good stuff. And one one contract stuck out to me the most. It was one Lugens Dort of Oklahoma City, <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder. If you saw my reaction, I posted it on my Twitter and I posted it on my Instagram story that day that it happened. I will play the sound of it really quickly so that we have a, a general idea of what all the panel's reactions were to this news because, I mean... Just listen for yourself. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Lou Dort got five years, $87.5 million. <laughs> what? 
I don't wish good people talk about the fucking Jalen Bronson contract ever again. What? Hey, who do people think Lou Dort is? Lou Dort is their best link, buddy. <laughs> is Lou so, I mean, you obviously can't see my visual reaction, but I was legitimately stunned. Like, I could not believe the words five years, $87.5 million came out of my friend's mouth when he said that. But that's the contract the Oklahoma City Thunder decided to give Lou Dort. I mean, fine, raw. He's still kind of raw as a defensive, like, 3 and D guy. He's not all the way good as a 3 and D guy yet. He's good defensively, but the offense still needs, I think, a lot more work. We still haven't seen him in the context of a winning environment. I mean, Oklahoma City's been blatantly tanking the last three years or whatever it's been. So it's like we don't know how this guy Lou Dort looks in a winning environment on a winning team and if his basketball can be conducive to that. So to give a guy like that five years, $87.5 million, I know the cap is going to jump in like two years, but like that is an insane contract to give a player of Lou Dort's caliber. Um, I wish the people listening, I mean, I will leave a link in the description so the people listening can watch my actual reaction. Cause I think it, that soundbite did not do justice to how I actually felt about it. But Cam, you're someone that saw my reaction. You're someone that has seen the contract and all that good stuff. How, how do you feel about this contract extension? Hey, like you said earlier, bro, like Lou Dort, well, not Lou Dort, OKC had money to spend. I think they had some of the, I think they had the biggest cap this year mm-hmm. uh, in the NBA. So it's like they had to give it to somebody. And they just, they already signed Shea, and literally everybody else on the roster is on a rookie deal. So. I guess he was just next up. And so, like you said, if the cap goes up, then it wouldn't look as bad. But still, five years, $87 million is a lot for Lou Dort. For a guy, he averaged, like, what, 17, 18 points last year, but it's still like he can't create his own shot. He's a good defender, but, you know, like, what is he going to be in the NBA? Is he going to be a, you know, 3 and D type of player? Is he going to be a ball – is he going to ever, like, be a ball handler because he's not that? Is he, you know, I, I just don't know what Lou Dort is going to be yet in the NBA because, you know, I, he just hasn't shown shown much yet. You know, he's shown flashes, of course. He had a good little playoff run a couple years ago in the bubble when he was, you know, playing good defense and whatnot. But it's still like he isn't truly a knockdown shooter. He's shown signs that he's improved. But, like, what is he going to be in the NBA? So if it was a three-year deal, if it was three years for, you know, 15, 16, $17 million, sure. But five years is like that, that's a lot. So you know who knows? It's like it's like five years for a role player. That's yeah, exactly. who wants a role player on your team for five years yeah, for exactly. that much money. He's, Kev, he's, how- he's basically a, a glorified Wesley Matthews at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's French or wherever he's from. He's French Wesley Matthews because he's, he's Canadian. Can, yeah, Canadian. Yeah, yeah. They got a lot of French people in Canada too, but it's like, like you said, seventeen million dollars for a role player. It's just a lot, man. If it would have been closer to eleven, twelve million, you know, over four or five years, and that's a lot more, you know, feasible. But eighty-seven million dollars is a lot for Lou Dort. Like, Kev, just... how you feeling about this? Okay, so for the people who are um, who haven't, who probably just tuned into the podcast and stuff like that, I am. Um, a Nets fan. 
I am a Oklahoma City Thunder fan since like 20, what, 2011, probably for a long time now. And I am a Wizards fan. Yes, I, I was a big John Wolf, and I am a big Bradley Beal fan. That's one of my proud extension talks we have to talk about. Bradley Beal came back to the Wizards. Shout out to you, that my boy. This itself. My boy getting that bag, no trade clause, getting that money, right? But <laughs> back to um, back to this, right? So, <sighs> Lou Dort, now, how do I feel? He averaged 17 points. He's shown flashes. Like, the man has shown flashes that he could be a decent player. Now, what I want to say, right, about my Oklahoma City Thunder, one thing I know about our franchise, and I will always, you know, put this out there and, you know, we develop players. Say what you want to say. A lot of good players came out of OKC. A lot of players that, you know, that people I don't feel like were super big on, stuff like that, came out of OKC and have been solid players. Like, Reggie Jackson is a solid player. Serge Ibaka is a solid player. Kevin, the, come on now. We don't have to go down that whole that whole path. They make solid players. We've seen how Shy has developed over there. Shy has become a monster, right? So if if that's the reason why OKC, you know, decided to sign Dort because they could see them developing him into something bigger, then I understand. But like at the same time, I do understand. Lou Dort is like what? He's six four, about six like six four, six five, six four. I thought he was close to six three. Yeah, I mean, six, he looks bigger because he's brolic, but I think he's like 6'4". 6'4", 6'3". 6'3", I mean, decent shooter, doesn't make his own shots. Um, so, like, I don't know. OKC doesn't have much going on for them, for the most part, was what I will say. Like, OKC, because here's the thing. No, one thing I will say about Oklahoma, they've never been big on free agents over there, bro. And I feel like Oklahoma is just a boring place to be at, you know? I feel like... <laughs> I feel like if, you ain't if I lie. Like, like I feel like if I was an NBA player and you said I'm gonna trade to Oklahoma, I'm like, damn. Like, Oklahoma, <laughs> like I, I gotta go like Atlanta or something? Like Oklahoma, bro. So I, I could see why they like when they when they get players, they try to give them big contracts. Now I can't believe this is the same Oklahoma who didn't offer James Harden that contract, you know, a few years back. But you know, I guess Lou Dor is just that it's man. Funny I guess, to your guy. It's funny I to like, your guy. I, I feel like the cap, maybe the cap is real, you know. I guess the difference is a big point of it, but we couldn't pay James Harden to stay, you know, instead of Sergi Barker. But that's a whole different thing I don't want to get into right now. But anyways, um Lou Dort. Getting that money was kind of a surprise to me. I don't think he's worth that money, number one. I don't think he would have got that contract on any on any other team in the NBA. I don't, I don't even think the Knicks would have given him that. Like, in the Knicks, we give him anything sometimes, you know? All right, man. So, but like, <laughs> 17 points on a team full of, you know, two-way players is like, it don't move me. It don't it's move. Not, it's not moving. Oku and James Robinson Earl, bro. Who who else is gonna score points? And they didn't play Shea like the last two months. And Giddy missed like two months. Yeah, bro, they intentionally they intentionally sit their best players and yeah. like lose yeah, door is whatever he wants. Like, so it's like not to mention. Oh, so what is that eighteen points really? Isn't Lou Dort like injury prone himself? Was he out? I don't yeah, know if he's yeah. injury prone as much as like OKC just be sitting him just because. I know he got yeah, season ending surgery. Yeah, what happened, Cam? So, they be making up stuff because they they set out they was setting out Shea for 
anything. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that they weren't legitimate injuries, but but they sit them out if, longer than they need to be. Yeah. If 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 Shay twists his ankle and they say one out to two three months, he's yeah he's out. He's out for months. You know they're gonna make sure that thing is right. <laughs> they, they're gonna make sure <laughs> at the same time. We perfect. do have to understand. We do have to understand. They are tanking. So I yeah, understand their so, move. Yeah. I understand that move. Feel me? But then I guess because they have so much rookie contracts on that team, it's just like, yeah, we have mad money, bro. So come get a quick bag. Now, do I do I like that investment? No, because how do you trade him now in a situation <laughs> where you trade him? <laughs> like what team is gonna say, yeah, we're gonna take that contract for Lil Dort for um 20 mil a year or something like that, or whatever, whatever it is. Like, it's no, like slightly less than tw- 20 mil. Like no one's gonna take that in there right? unless he has like a season this season where he goes crazy with Shet on his team and Shy on his team and you know unless he has one of those seasons then I guess Poku. don't forget and, about Poku. And, okay I like Poku Poku I, I I'm, a, I'm a Poku fan despite our OKC season I feel like I like the season we had I like the the flashes we had like Trey Man was decent etc uh, I want to see what Shet Skinny has gonna do for us I hope he does something. God, so I saw Mr. Shot. I saw um, what's, what's that rookie's name? Okay, Lofton. Yes, I saw what he did to you. Yeah, I think that's just like, yeah, in your second game, and I, I gotta see how that turns out. Like, like I said, because OKC, like they be just drafting raw talent. Like they they really took Poku part two, and you know more time to Poku in the draft. And I want to see how that turns out. I want to see them play together for sure. That's gonna be very interesting to see. But um, otherwise, Lou Dort, I don't think he deserved that contract. I feel like OKC definitely overpaid him. Um, definitely could have invested that money. Then again, at the same time, they no one wants to go to OKC. Like, I have to understand. Yeah, so that's part of it too. Like they that's, they don't get free agents, so they have no yeah. choice but to pay their guys so, all that money. Yeah, so. I, I, so I really OKC Sam Presti, Sam Presti. I, I feel like you're one of the best GMs ever. Like I, I I'll have. 100% respect for Sam Presti and what he does for that franchise. Like, he he has an eye for talent. He knows what he's doing over there. So that's why I'm big on Shaq because I feel like if Sam Presti pick you up, he know what he's doing, bro. Sam Presti. He know what he's doing. He's just not going to let you play in more than like 30 games. <laughs> he, he's going to he, he's gonna hold you down. I feel like they're just waiting until they have the film. They want to like, get that guy next year, Victor, when, when by... Yeah, that, that, that guy. Yeah. That fake, yeah, that fake KD. When they get him now, I don't know. Watch out for, for my Oklahoma City Thunder. Then well, I, I see we're still watching sixth graders and seventh graders. Watch out for them too. I know y'all see them seventh graders now. Y'all see them hezies. Y'all see them spins. Y'all see them. Okay, see looking too. Trust and believe that we they looking so. They doing windmills in seventh grade. You now. see them seventh graders doing windmills coming out the coming out the womb, seven foot and stuff. So okay, see is watching that. So I'm big on my Oklahoma City Thunder. Don't jack us. Don't jack us now. You better, as a matter of fact, start jacking us right now. That's what I'm saying. Start I, now. I am a, I am a big OKC coming. hater. I hate that they get away with tanking <laughs> and shit, man. But anyway, let's let's move on to Kev's other mm-hmm. guy, Brad Beal, of course. Oh, yes, got, yes, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, Brad winner. That Brad winner <laughs> got five years. What was it? Two fifty one with yes, a no sir. trade clause and a 15 percent trade kicker. He's the only player in the league right now to have a no trade clause. He's one of only like ten people ever to get one, I think, in NBA history, yep. I believe. So I want, so, y'all, to go, I want y'all to go first because I want to. I think I, I know what y'all gonna say, and I want to hear it from your mouth. <laughs> so y'all go first. I'm let gonna me, go last. Let me. I'm gonna go first because everyone oh. knows. Everyone that follows me on Twitter knows how I feel about Mister Bradley 
Beal. And make sure you watch I, your mouth because uh, you know how big I am on Bradley Beal. So watch your mouth. Yo, okay? <laughs> yo, yo <laughs> I am I am tired. I don't want to ever see no more free Bradley Beal. None of that nonsense. Yes, oh, Bradley cares about winning. None of that. I don't want to hear none of that no more ever again, bro. None of that. I never want to hear it again. Keep all that when he's sitting when he's sitting sad on the bench and they five and fifteen next year. I don't want to see no sympathy post. Wow. Oh, look at Brad Beal. He's on the bench. He looks at. Wow. I don't care. He knew what he was getting into. He wanted the bread. Good for him. Get your bread, man. But I don't want to hear about how you care about winning because the Wizards are not set up nowhere near winning. I don't care what moves they made. And it's funny too because their fans actually wanted Bradley Beal gone. Because like if you look at Wizards fans on Twitter. Wizards fans on Twitter, they have been like crying to the rooftops to get like to trade Bradley Beal so that way they can just do a, a regular rebuild. Like they're not going anywhere with Bradley Beal. And they knew if he signed back, it was just going to be years of playing and maybe the eighth seed year after year after year. And that's like not what they want. But Bradley Beal, you got his bread. I don't know why they gave him a no trade clause. I mean, I guess they gave it to him because he's been like so loyal to them or whatever. But like he's like he basically gets to pick where his next team is. Like they can't trade him anywhere that he doesn't want to be traded to. So there's that. Um, it's weird that he's the only one in the, in the league with one. But um, yeah, um, Cam, how you feel about this move? Because I just I, I I just don't want to hear about Bradley Beal anymore. I just want to list the names of players who's ever had a no trade clause in NBA history, bro. LeBron um, James, Kevin Durant, or LeBron James, Kevin Garnett, Melo, John Stockton, Kobe. D-Wade, Tim Duncan, Dirk, and David Robinson. Now, we can all collectively agree that those are all top 40 players of all time. Oh, yeah, for sure. No doubt. I don't think Bradley Bill has ever been the best shooting guard in this conference in his career. I don't think Bradley Bill has ever been like unanimously, universally regarded as a top 15 player in the NBA. So, so the fact that Bradley Bill, Mr. 30 points on the play-in team, Mr. I'm not getting the vaccine at, at either, Mr. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel bad for me. He over there pouting on the bench, like you said, pouting on the bench, whining. And then you sign for five years, 250. Trust me, I'm not blaming him for getting the bag. That's generational wealth. His grandkids, grandkids will never have a have an empty stomach. But at the end of the day, bro, I think that, like, I don't know. It's just like, I can't blame him for getting the bag. But at the same time, I feel like the player of that caliber should be at least trying to win. But I, he just forfeited that by signing the contract because now the Wizards are, they have no cap. He's going to be making $50 million a year for the next four or five years. So it's like, you know, like he he chose his career path. I can't I can't be sorry for him. I can't blame him. So, you know, he, he did what he had to do, what he felt was right for his family. So he got his money, no trade clause. He can go wherever he wants to. He's just gonna have long off seasons. You know what I'm saying? Cancun is gonna be there in April. Long off season. So like kudos to him, but hey. That, that, that's all I got about him. So, it's just a it's just a shame that the, the players that previously they got a no trade clause are championship players. And he's just, you know, he's a he's a he's a his his ceiling is ninth ninth AC. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Kev, the okay. floor is yours, Mr. Bradley Beal, fan club president. Okay, so I am hurt to hear that Bradley Beal was not the best 
shooting gun his conference at any point in his career was pretty crazy to me. But I guess because he lost, because he had an injured team, I guess they didn't count it. All right, that's cool. Um, now the man averaged like thirty and six. I mean, speak up a little bit, Kev. The man averaged like the man, you know, few seasons averaging thirty, averaged thirty one. This, what 21 to 20 to 21 season you know had a decent season now in terms of the trade now now one thing i see is that a lot of people want to bradley build to get traded to another team to become a sidekick right now him as a player i don't see why he want to be a sidekick you know with the simple fact that he averaged 30 in his career and not now now when it comes to the wizards franchise now it's been a very questionable franchise for sure. I will say that. Definitely has been questionable. But let's be fair. Bradley Bill has not been in a good circumstance yet, right? So a lot of the oh, he's not in the playoffs, da, da, da. He went he went with Russell Westbrook. Now we know what Russell Westbrook does. I mean, did he help take the team to um to the playoffs? Yes, to the play in, yeah. He also helped him lose the playing as well. But you know, shout out to shout out to you, Westbrook. You know, I have respect for Mr. Westbrook, despite, you know, the bullshit he be doing on the court these days. Um, otherwise, me personally, I was one of the Wizards fans who was not upset with him signing it. Like, am I mad that the Wizards want to rebuild around him? I don't see an issue with it because I don't think he's been given an opportunity with a decent enough team to do something. Now, last season, give or take, their roster was very, like, weird, especially because I thought Spencer Dinwiddie was going to do something last season. He didn't do shit. Like, he, Until he got he to Dallas. In. Yeah, he went to Dallas, then you want to come and play good as a backup guard, even though he had a whole starting position and probably give the Wizards, like, what, a good, like, 10, 10 games? He had one game. He had, like, 30, 99. And then after that, I don't know what happened. Like, turned to bullshit after that. But, like, anyways, uh, um, besides that, besides Mr. Um, Besides him, Montrez was, you know, he was okay. Montrez, he was a, the energy guy. Montrez is good wherever he goes, whenever he plays. Montrez is that man, feel me? Uh, he's not too bad. He gets, he's, a, he's a liability on defense, don't get me wrong. He, yeah, he gets bullied, huge he gets, liability. He gets bullied by centers, but otherwise, he's a, he's a good energy guy. He's a good rebounder. He tries hard. He does. He, he hustles when he plays, etc. Kuzma, he had a great season. You know, had a calm season. I feel like Kuzma showed a different side to him. Even though his numbers weren't, like, super great, I feel like he showed some upside to him. He showed that he could, you know, do something other than score. He's not only a scorer. He's a, you know, he could rebound the ball. He could defend. He's actually clutch. I feel like I like watching them. I like watching Kuzma in the clutch this season. He actually had some clutch plays for them this season as well. But give or take, I do want to see where the Wizards go with this because... Let me see who we, who we drafted. We, dra- we drafted Johnny Davis. That, that was a good pickup for, y- for, for y'all. What I will say he that. Point, he's, a, he's a point guard, I believe. Um, He's more of like a two. A two guard. So I want to see how that's going to work out. Hopefully, he, he got drafted pretty high with a 10 pick. So I want to see how he works out. But I just want to see where the wishes go because now. Get that boy I, I, Porzingis. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Hold on. Because everyone said, oh, you're bugging. You're going to a bum team. Da, da, da. Hold on, you guys forgot they got the unicorn. Now, is the unicorn the same unicorn from the Knicks? No. Hell no. That nigga that long gone. That, that that unicorn was like uh he was looking like an MVP. 
Feel me? Back then, he was looking like one of the best players in the NBA, like a top 10 NBA player on the next few years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Like, he was bugging, doing everything. Feel me? But now I want to see if Mr. Unicorn, Mr. Unicorn was complaining, playing with one of the top players. Well, me, my top, one of the top three players in the NBA, Mr. Luka Doncic, to me. He's a baby goat. Feel me? He was complaining, playing with him. So now I just want to see. How I was going to look playing against playing with a Bradley Beal who also Br- dominates the ball in his hands. Also dominates the ball, but I feel like this season has shown that Bradley Beal is willing to give up points, etc. I don't know if it's injury, I don't know what, but he definitely dropped seven points in points per game this season and went up what? Um, I think I think what it had to do with is I think a little bit of injury, a little bit of like the team mixed, and fluctuating had, around yeah, him. So that that's what it is too. Because he only played half the season, only played forty games, had that um, car- not, I said career, season, season ending, ending surgery, um, surgery and stuff like that. And for the season, he only averaged twenty three and six. Now, to, let's state, I I did notice he had a, a rough start to the season. He had a, a pretty rough start to the season, which is why I feel Shipping like the his, his average. Yeah, he was shooting like shit. I don't know. I felt like I felt like him adjusting to the new team had a lot to do with it. And then, you know, I think he, didn't, he hasn't played a lot for the last few seasons. He's He's been pretty injured. So that that big signing, I feel like, is a big W for him considering how injured he's been for the last few seasons. Like, I'm looking at the last few seasons. He's played, what, 57 games in 2019 and 20, 60, and then even less games last season. Then he just signs for that, you know, big contract and a no-trade clause. So I, I'm not mad at what he said um, about what Cam said about, you know, that's like a big, you know, thing to get, a no-trade clause, et cetera, feel me, from mm-hmm. the team. But I feel like he's definitely gotten it just for loyalty. He's been there since... He's been there since he's 19, bro. Yeah. He's 28. Feel me? He's been there since he's 19. He's been loyal. So I can see why they gave him that. He's he averaged 30. He's shown some flashes of being a superstar, averaging 30 points and six assists. Not a lot of NBA players do that. Feel me? I mean, despite the, the circumstance that he, he was on a shitty team, I do agree with that. He still did it. Feel me? He averaged 30. He's 30 and six. I want to see how he does on a decent team. I want to see what the Wizards do. The, the Wizards also just did a great trade, by the way. Um, KCP great... and, and, and Ishmith for Monte Morris and Will Barton. And Will, I feel like yep. Will Barton and Monte, I feel like Will Barton was solid for the Nuggets. How old is Will Barton, by the way? Let me see that. I think he's like he's... close to like 30, 31. Let me see how old he's. One second. I did not check that out. Because I, I saw you. the trade and I was like, I was pretty happy. I feel like the Nuggets, I don't know what the Nuggets was doing with that trade. That was kind of confusing to me. But I guess I I don't know if they're trying to clear up cap space. I don't know if they're trying to clear up, you know, I the think roster. it was just they just wanted to shake up their roster a little bit. Shake up their roster. Cause Ish Smith is the the official Baba Trish of the NBA. He's official <laughs> he, he's the official um yeah, he's official Trish. The, what the kids call it now, Smoochie? The he's official the, the official NBA yeah, Smoochie now he has been or some in, shit. Yeah, he's official NBA Smoochie. He has been in the most NBA teams ever in league it. history. So shout yeah. out to you, Mr. Ishman. You passed a record. You know what? That's pretty hard to do. To be in the NBA that long and his be on contract that much is one of the teams, best to move. Talk about his realtor. Oh talk, my talk, god. Talk about trade value. Talk about having the best contract in NBA history that you could go to any team ever. Like you went to 14. You went to half of... I ain't gonna lie to you. He's been on a tour. He's been on a war tour. Shout out to you, he's, Mr. Ishmael. He's, he's seen the whole country. You see, yeah, you've seen the whole United States. You've lived everywhere. You've experienced different states. I feel like you have probably one of the most fun NBA um, careers ever. You've 
put you know put all that food you've eaten, all those places you've been, you know, feel me? So like shout out to you, Ishmith. But um otherwise, Bradley Bill that sign. Next year, I, I think next year is gonna be a big big year for Bradley Bill. Cause yes, you know, come for, and, he just signed and the, the contract. Yeah, it was for, it, yeah, I mean, and that all hinges on him, I think. And like what he can do with this team. Um, they did reshape the roster. They mm-hmm. like you said, they mm-hmm. brought in Will Barton and um, Monte they brought in Morris. Delon Wright, Monte Morris, okay, Porzingis with him. So we'll see what but they can do. That, t- that team should make at least a play-in in the East. If they can't do that. They lost Thomas Bryant, though. They they, they still got Daniel Gafford. But, I mean, I guess they, Porzingis yeah. and Gafford can split those minutes at the five. For, I mean, for sure. And I want to see. got Kuzma, see, who's been pretty good for yes, them, too. So That's what I'm saying as well. So now it's, we a, it's a good enough team that they should be able to do something in the East where they're mm-hmm. not in the lottery again. Where they're not doo-doo. I don't. I don't want ninth seed because ninth seed means horrible draft picks and et cetera. But so you still just, got a chance at the playoffs though, because the plan. So that too. That that so is true. It, that's that's gonna be uh, that's that's gonna be the thing to watch with Bradley Beal coming off this contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see wanna, healthy mm-hmm. for sure. I do want to wrap things up because I know my boy Cam has to go. Cam, thank you for coming on once again. Kev, welcome back. Um, Cam, is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Just like last time, man, you guys can find all my stuff uh, at The Perfect Play. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at cdeloach. You can follow me on Twitter at camdeloach6. And, yeah, man, y'all just y'all just stay tuned for a lot of stuff, man. Appreciate you uh, always, Sam. No doubt, no doubt, bro. You know you're always welcome here. Um, Kev, do you have anything you want to plug? Man, all I got to say is we, we got to wait to see what goes on with this KD and Kyrie trade. I feel like I will be back when that trade goes on to see what happens. Cause I feel like that trade is definitely gonna shake up the whole. I feel like we're just. I feel like the whole NBA is just waiting to see what goes on with that trade. Because mm-hmm. once it once it's made, we know everyone is is gonna go viral. We know it's gonna you know it's gonna change the whole. The whole NBA is gonna change literally. Like wherever KD goes is gonna change the entire NBA. So I'm I'm really waiting to see what happens with that. I want to see what team is gonna what team is gonna give up. That nasty trade for Kevin Durant. I want to see if he gets traded alone. At also, um, and yeah, I'm also interested in seeing how the summer league goes. I want to see how the rookies play. We didn't talk too much about the rookies in this podcast, but hopefully, not, if I come back, we see what goes on from there. And yeah, like hopefully, we gonna see what, what goes on. Let's hope, let's hope for the best. Let's hope yeah. it's lit. And you know, I'm always gonna plug the Strickland where I've been doing more content recently more Knicks focused content tomorrow we're going to actually be live on the Strickland YouTube channel after the Knicks Summer League game to recap anything that goes on in that game with some of the second year players that are returning some of the rookies any interesting players that stuck out to us as well as any other Knicks related news all that stuff will be in the show notes so that way you can find it make sure you are tuned in and we are out of here